0: Okay. <laughs> um, um, my name is Akene Asi said, uh, and I'm glad to be able to share God's Word with you today, and I'm thankful for the opportunity. Um, Nigeria, where I'm from, uh, discipline is a very important thing. And uh, a Nigerian parent might not be familiar with uh, scripture, but there's one particular scripture that all of them know, and that is spare the rod and spoil the child. You see, they believe that it is up to them to make sure that their children turn out all right. However, even with good intentions, this, this discipline often becomes a tool of control. Sometimes it's an expression of their frustration. And ultimately, it might produce obedience in the child for a while, but no lasting change in the heart of that child. David, in our passage today, shows us a discipline that is different the discipline of God. Open in your Bible to Psalm chapter 30 as we consider the uh, verse 5. You can also turn to page 14 of your manual, it's there, as we read together. Psalm 30, verse 5. For his anger is but for a moment, and his favor is for a lifetime. Weeping may tarry for the night, but joy comes with the morning. Let us see God in prayer as we consider this verse together. Father, what we are not, teach us. And what we have not, give us. What we are not, make us as you see fit for our lives and bring you utmost glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Friends, it's only fitting for us to consider the preceding verse of verse 5. Because verse 5 starts with a 4. And usually, when a verse starts with a 4, it usually indicates that the words that follow gives us a reason to do something. So let's have a quick look at verse 4. I can read it for you. You don't need to open to it. Let's have a quick look at verse 4 and then read verse 5 together just so it paints a better picture for us. Um, Verse 4. Sing praises to the Lord, O you his saints, and give thanks to his holy name. For his anger is but for a moment... And his favor is for a lifetime. Weeping may tarry for the night, but joy comes with the morning. You see, David is calling us, calling for praises to be sung and thanks to be given by saints. And verse 5 is the reason or the rationale behind this command. It calls us to be thankful because for us, the loving discipline of God brings momentary pain, but ultimately produces lifetime good. Friends, this is my main point for this evening. God's discipline brings momentary pain, but produces lifetime good. We'll consider this topic under these two sub-points, the reason for God's discipline and the result of God's discipline. Firstly, the reason for God's discipline. Friends, this verse or the chapter of as a whole doesn't give us concluding evidence as to what part of David's life led him to write this psalm. However, we see that there's enough to tell us that David had just come out from a period of discipline under God because of his sin. Friends, God hates sin, and he's not passive to sin. Like I know that there's a lot of sin in the world, and saying that God hates sin looks like a contradiction. But you see that God deals with sin differently in the life of a believer than he does in the life of unbelievers. You see, believers are those who are aware of their sin against the holy God, hence they repent. They put their trust in Christ. The anger of God towards the sin of a believer is not a payment for their sin. You see, the rod of God has been satisfied for the believer, so they have nothing to pay. So you see, for the believer, God punish, God's anger is not, oh, you sin against me, here's your payment for it. Whereas for the unbeliever, God's anger against their sin has not been satisfied. Those who do not repent of their sins and trust in Christ will have to pay for their sins. They will bear the full wrath of God, either on the day they die or when Jesus comes to judge the world. If you are here today and you have not repented of your sins and trusted in Christ, God is not oblivious of your sin. He sees it. And it angers him. And unless you repent of them and trust in Christ, you will have to pay for your sin against a holy God. You can repent and trust in Christ today. But for us who believe in Christ, we are called saints. However, we do not become perfect the very minute we put our trust in Christ. When we put our trust in Christ, we become alive to righteousness and also to the war against sin in our flesh. You see, for the believer, the anger of God when we sin is a discipline that helps us in the fight against the flesh. This is the reason God disciplined David, and it's the reason why he disciplines us. Like David, we are his children who he foreknew, and those who he predestined to be saved. And because he predestined us to be saved, he also predestined that we'll be conformed into the image of Christ Jesus. Friends, growing into the image of God is a slow, sometimes frustrating, but glorifying process called sanctification. And God uses discipline in the life of the believer to to achieve this. This is the reason that God disciplines us, to conform us believers into the image of Christ. Furthermore in the first section of our passage we see the words anger and favor. These terms seems to be contrast they seem to be contra- uh, contrasting each other. But I'm persuaded that our sin that our sin as believers brings God's anger because of his favor towards us. God expresses his anger through his loving discipline. The anger seeks to redeem his anger seeks to mold. His anger seeks to transform. His anger is not a volatile burst of rage or a soldier waving his sword, no. It's like a surgeon holding his cap trying to remove a tumor or a cancer. Friends, God's discipline for us is because he loves us. Hence, because we see God's loving discipline was evident throughout David's life, it is only... Right to say that David experienced God's favor throughout his lifetime. Friends, I'm not aware of the struggles that you are going through at the moment. I also don't know if your struggles or your afflictions or your pain is because of a direct result of sin in your life. Or I do not know whether it is because of unwise decisions on your part. But what I can tell you is that God does not waste any situation in the life of his believer, of his children. Instead, he uses every situation, even the tough ones, to transform us. Hebrews 12, verse 7 commands us to take hardships because God is treating us as children. In the words of Bobby Jamieson, when God sends suffering, keep alert to what weakness in your faith and character they might reveal. Friends, if you think you are suffering because of a known sin, you can repent today. There is mercy. God is merciful. Friends, do not resist godly discipline because it brings forth lasting result. This leads us to our second point, the result of godly discipline. We see that in the second section of our verse, although weeping may tarry for the night, but joy comes with the morning. God calls, David calls believers to praise God. Even in the face of discipline, because it resu- results in joyful good for us. However, in the entire verse, we see time references like moment and lifetime, morning and night. Hence, it is it might be relevant for us, for us to ask what for us to ask like moment, for us to ask how momentary is a moment. Does David mean if I'm sad and weeping tonight, God will bring me joy tomorrow? Does this refer to time as we know it literally? Are the results of God's discipline instant? Friends, our passage in John this morning painted a picture of painful waiting for a pregnant woman. This pain is then eclipsed by the joy of receiving her child of which she waited for for nine months. However, this analogy is not meant to give us an objective time of waiting. Rather, I believe it encourages us to look beyond the pain or the suffering to the joy that awaits us. Friend, God is able to walk in a split second. However, it's not often the case in our lives. Oftentimes, unwanted suffering stays longer than many nights. Sometimes when we think it's all over, it comes back with a double dose, and you might be wondering, when is the morning? Second Peter verse 3 tells us that to God a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years like a day. Simply put, friends, God is not bound by our concept of time. God knows the right time to bring or take out sufferings from our lives. If you are a believer, there's one thing that is guaranteed for you. you will surely suffer. We dealt with the reason why as big be, as being because we are His children and he wants, to, he wants to transform us into Christ's image. However, this result of joy that comes in the morning, as much as it is guaranteed, the result the time is left to God to decide. Friends, our night may have tarried too long. You may have been working at a job for too long where you have been underappreciated. You might be in a difficult relationship or a difficult marriage. Sickness might have groped you for too long, crosses and losses on every side. And you might be wondering, where is the result of my suffering? Or you might be thinking, what is the point? I know it is easier said than done, but scripture calls us repeatedly to rejoice, to endure, to count it all joy when we go through difficulties. Because of the result. even Jesus, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. And because Jesus Christ endured the cross, we can be called God's children now. In the same breath, we are called to run our race with perseverance. Friends, do not take God's Discipline lightly. And do not lose heart when he rebukes you. Friends, the morning will come. The joy will come. It might not come when you want it. Truth is, it might not even come on this side of eternity. But as Pastor, Pastor Brian said this morning, we can rejoice in the fact that Jesus Christ has died and resurrected for us. Friends, however on this side of eternity, we can join David to rejoice even when suffering persists, merely but significantly because God has caused us to be born again into a living hope. Friends, God's grace has appeared and he has broken through our rebellion to save us. And because of this, one day we will spend eternity with him, free from pain, free from sorrow, and free from sin. We won't even need the sun to rise on our nights because Christ will be our light. Friends, nothing you are going through comes close to this glorious, endless morning. The glory to come outshines whatever respite you might be seeking right now. By all means, ask God for deliverance. But even when the night tarries, look to that glorious morning in eternity. And praise God that he has given you favor to be part of it. So we do not lose heart. Though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. For this light momentary affliction is preparing us for an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. As we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen, For the things that are are seen are transient. For the things that are unseen are eternal. Friends, our afflictions are momentary in light of eternity. They might be weighing us down, but our inner man is being renewed and transformed daily. This is the result of godly discipline or suffering that God allows in our lives. Friends, rejoice because the pain of godly discipline is momentary, but it produces lifetime good. Friends, sing, because our hope springs eternal, because Christ is our hope in life and death. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your word, and we thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, who died on the cross for us. And because of that, we can have hope that we will see you one day. Lord, we ask, Lord, for members who are going through difficult situations and they seem to be thinking, when will this be over? Lord, we ask that you shall fill them with joy and that they shall look to Christ. We ask all this in your name. Amen.